This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Vaccine mandates on hold. Temporary court orders put on hold vaccine requirements for New York State health care workers and New York City educators. I'm Sean Adams. Disgrace for the detained. Inhumane conditions at Rikers Island lead to an emergency relief plan. Any staff member who is AWOL will be held accountable. I'm Marla Diamond at City Hall. Joe Connolly will tell us where foot traffic is increasing the fastest here in the city. And from our news radio archives, we're going to watch a gathering storm that was about to inundate us. This is Wednesday, September 15th. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your day. Well, as we await a little more of that fall-feeling weather, it's not the case today. It's warm and muggy, 84 to 88 for the high. Good morning, I'm Paul Murdane. Welcome back, I'm Wayne Cabot. Good morning, it's the Morning News Roundup. And making news this morning, a Manhattan Supreme Court judge has stopped New York City from enforcing the vaccination rule for education workers 13 days before they were supposed to get at least one shot. That was the mandate. Now it's on hold. We have Sean Adams on that story this morning. Sean, this ruling is temporary, so what happens now? Uh, some uh, some arguments in court, that's what happens. So we actually have two temporary reprieves to talk about, two court orders putting on hold mandatory vaccinations. A state judge in Manhattan gave educators a break. Municipal unions sued, claiming a vaccination should not be a requirement for employment. The judge will hear arguments next week. But also in Utica, a federal, a federal judge put on hold the vaccine requirement for state health care workers. 17 anonymous plaintiffs, they object to the vaccines because they were developed with cell lines from aborted fetuses. Dr. Joseph Sellers is president of the Medical Society of New York. He believes the court will hold up the mandates. The Supreme Court over, I think it was over 100 years ago, ruled in Massachusetts uh, that the state could compel folks to get uh, smallpox vaccinations. So the governor's office says New York State is preparing its uh, response. They'll be back in court next week. Wayne, Paul? Any reaction so far? I know it's early on this, Sean, but are we hearing anything about this? So far, City Hall uh, really seems to be downplaying uh, the uh, temporary ruling. Uh, that ruling expires on September 22nd, and as we know, the mandate takes effect on September 27th. We can tell you last week an arbitrator has ruled that educators can apply for a medical or religious exemption, so that would seem to cover the bases, giving people an out. We'll see what the judge says. Sean, thank you. The same mayor who plans to shut down Rikers in five years wants to rescue it in the short term from what everyone agrees are shameful conditions both for people in the cells and out. Marla Diamond is here with uh, what the mayor is hoping to fix. Marla, what did he announce? Yeah, there is an emergency at Rikers. Conditions have gotten that bad. So the mayor's five-point plan to address the situation at the city's jail includes an expansion of medical evaluations, speeding intake to reduce crowding, and enacting the Less is More Act. It's a state law that would speed transfer out of Rikers into state-operated locations in five days or less. But it would also encourage judges to use supervised release for nonviolent offenders, especially those with minor parole violations. The mayor is also cracking down on corrections officers who don't report to work. Any staff member who is AWOL will be held accountable with a 30-day suspension without pay. The unions are blasting the mayor. Benny Baggio is with the Corrections Officers Association. 25-plus hours working straight. No meal breaks. No. And then they wonder why we're not coming to work. 
A city hall hearing on the crisis at Rikers will be held this morning. Wayne and Paul. Marla, uh, Rikers was uh, never a wonderful place, but how did things go from bad to even worse there? When you talk about even worse, 10 inmates have taken their lives at the jail this year. Some of the issues are directly related to coronavirus. It's led to a staffing crisis that has become so dire that many detainees aren't getting to court. Simply put, the jails are overwhelmed and understaffed. More than 1,000 correction officers have been calling out sick on any given day over the past several months. It is forcing others to work double and sometimes triple shifts. Marla, drivers without easy pass are getting lots of free rides they're not supposed to on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. Internal records say that drivers who don't use easy pass have a nearly one in two chance of getting through the tolls without paying under the license plate camera system that's up. That's a lot of drivers, millions in fact. For the drivers who do get caught blowing through the tolls repeatedly, about 10,000 Pennsylvania vehicle registrations are currently suspended for overdue toll bills. But that doesn't apply to out-of-state drivers. But again, drivers have a one in two chance of getting away without paying in Pennsylvania, we point out. Q, Clint Eastwood, are you feeling lucky, punk? The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. It's time for your forecast now. Our chief meteorologist, Craig Allen, is a warm and muggy day out there. It will be with high in the mid-80s today, 84 to 88 inland and near 80 along the shore and the humidity up there. So a little bit uncomfortable today under a partly sunny sky. Now, towards this evening, there could be a thunderstorm, but it's better. Uh, the, the better bet is for tonight and lows near 70 degrees. Some of the storms could be heavy. Thursday and Friday, variably cloudy and humid with showers and thunderstorms scattered around at times. These are not all-day rains, and as a matter of fact, there will be a lot of dry time, but there won't be too much sunshine. And do watch for that scattered shower or thunderstorm. And Thursday and Friday, the high is 75 to 80. Right now, 73. Humidity up there at 87%. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. On Wednesday, the 15th, stock futures indicate a higher opening this morning. And where is foot traffic in the city increasing the fastest? Joe Connolly is here with a look at that, Joe. Downtown Brooklyn, Paul, is where the number of people on the streets is growing the fastest. Two-thirds as many people as before COVID are walking past businesses again in downtown Brooklyn, according to research by Greg David of the city.nyc. Two reasons why are the 6,000 students at the NYU campus in downtown Brooklyn and more employees returning to government offices in downtown Brooklyn. Foot traffic is growing the second fastest in midtown Manhattan, partly because more people are also starting to stay in midtown hotels again. A business manager in the garment district says sidewalk traffic is still down. That's what people say, but he says it sure looks a lot higher than it was to those of us who've been here all along. Pedestrian traffic is still very low in the Flatiron District. New York Life does not have many of its employees back there, and 20% of the stores in the Flatiron are vacant. And the city.nyc says sidewalks are only about a quarter as busy as before COVID in Hudson Square home to many tech and media companies where many employees have continued to work remotely. We can vouch for that. Right, Paul? 
We certainly can. And what a cool neighborhood this is, too, because it's commercial and residential. It's the only business district where you see people going by in scooters and walking their dogs and the kids going to school in the morning. It is a great neighborhood, that's for sure, but it is a quiet neighborhood. It's the WCBS Morning News Roundup. Morning News Roundup on your radio, on your phone, wherever you download it on WCBS. I'm Wayne Cabot. And I'm Paul Murnane with your three things to know this morning. One out of every 500 Americans has died from COVID. One out of every 500 Americans has died from COVID, reports Johns Hopkins. Number two, we mentioned a moment ago that a Manhattan judge has temporarily blocked City Hall's vaccine mandate for educators. At the same time, a federal judge has blocked the state from mandating the jab for medical workers who said that their rights were violated because there's no religious exemption. Third thing, next year Social Security checks could rise by the most since 1982. CNBC says the cost of living adjustment for 2022 could be 6% or higher. Up next, we dip into the news archives, 88 seconds in sound for this date, September 15th, starting with a gathering storm that would soon crush us. A hurricane was coming our way in 1999. You are looking at Hurricane Floyd, at least the effects of it. This powerful hurricane is only hours from making landfall in the United States. Floyd was supposed to hit Florida, but instead paralleled the East Coast. Over pretty warm water now, it's sort of out over the Gulf Stream. It grew into a monster. Within days, millions would be evacuated. Bound Brook would be up to the Main Street sign in water. New York City, 1983, in the subways, cops beat to death a graffiti artist. 25-year-old Michael Stewart was arrested for scrawling on the wall of a subway station at 3 in the morning. 30 minutes later, Stewart lay in a deep coma at Bellevue Hospital's emergency room. Mayor Koch would appear at a hearing on police brutality, which he slammed as a politically inspired attack on him. I will stand behind police officers when they are right and condemn them when they are wrong. The KKK put 19 sticks of dynamite on a time-release mechanism outside the 16th Street Baptist Church in Birmingham. It was 1963, a Sunday. The Sunday school lesson was the love that forgives. The bomb went off. Four school-aged black girls were killed, including Denise McNair, a friend of Birmingham native and future Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice. I said to my parents as the events were unfolding on television, why do they hate us so much? And I remember my father simply saying, they're, they're hateful men. They're just hateful men. 2020, White Plains Court. Purdue Pharma, after making billions selling Oxy, files for bankruptcy. Paulina Poritskova, the Rico Kasich muse in this Cars music video, discovered his body in 2019 in the Gramercy Park townhome they still shared. Despite being estranged, friends said she cared for him while he was recovering from surgery. In his will, he said that she abandoned him. And so he left her nothing. You might think I'm crazy. This is September 15th. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your day.